I started to decipher what identity am I interested in pursuing for my professional life? Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help consultants, coaches, entrepreneurs, and small business owners build their businesses after long careers as employees. We believe you should be able to do more of what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner-Khan. Today on Smashing the Plateau, I'm speaking with founder and CEO of Mindful Career Path, Alicia Ramsdell. In today's episode, you will learn how you can do what is authentic to you and live your values. Stay with us to hear all the details. How do you feel about where your business is today? Most of us do our best work in collaborative, supportive environments. Come explore ours. The Smashing the Plateau community can help you build your business through engaging discussions, live events, a private communication platform, accountability partners, and lots more. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Alicia Ramsdell. Alicia is the founder and CEO of Mindful Career Path. She started this organization with the intention of making career fulfillment a career reality for her clients. Since then, she inspires corporate partners and individuals through career development conversations. Most recently, she inspired her audience sharing her message on the TEDx stage, which you can check out on Mindful Career Path's YouTube channel. Alicia, welcome to the show. Thank you, David, for having me. Let's start off by talking a little bit about your own career journey, because I know that's behind a lot of what you do now. Sure. So there's a cognitive science term referred as the identity foreclosure, which means that you become so heavily invested in an identity without ever really taking the time to research other options. In this situation, we're talking about our professional identity. So I started my career by default in accounting, just based on what I was good at from a subject perspective in school, based on what well-intentioned adults in my life, you know, told me would be, you know, a good option. And I spent about 15 years in a professional setting where the work that I was doing never really what was what was driving me, right? It was the job security that drove me. It was the financial stability that drove me. And I found that when I was doing things outside of my day-to-day tasks from accounting or tax, I was having much more fulfillment from my career. So what does that mean? I was doing career development with my team members, right? With the interns that were coming through our organization. And when I went home to tell my family about some of the best days I had, it never related to talking about tax or accounting projects. It was always about me having the opportunities uh, to help those in their careers. And the reason I stayed in the role that I was in for so long were the people around me. And I found that with the clients that I work with now in career coaching, a lot of the times, if you work with a lot of wonderful people, a lot of great people, it can make you stay in something, even if you're not completely fulfilled in the functionalities of the role. But there came a time where I said, is it possible 
to have both fulfillment in the people that I'm working with, as well as in fulfillment that I have with the functionalities that I'm doing every day. So I started to decipher what identity am I interested in pursuing for my professional life? And I did a 360. So I talked to individuals around me, people that either I had worked for, people that had worked for me, people I went to school with, people that trained me in certification programs that I went through. And I asked the question, what do you, when you think of me, what are some of my strengths? At the same time, where do you think I have room to improve? And that was an eye-opening experience. One, I was welcome and ready to receive the feedback, but that was an eye-opening experience because everything that was positive related to me being helpful, related to me wanting to build an authentic relationship, related to me being there for them when they needed it. And if you think of those three things put together, that's what a coach does. You're there for them. You're building an authentic relationship. And then whatever it is specific to that coaching need. So in my case, careers, you're helping them through that strategy, that process to get to their desired end goal. And in 2020, I left corporate America and I started Mindful Career Path. Alicia, it must have taken a lot of courage to reach out to people and ask them for feedback on what they saw as your identity. It did. (laughs) And your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. It, It certainly did. And I think that you have to be in a place personally to receive that feedback. Because if you're not ready to hear their honest feedback and you're asking for their honest feedback, I think that could derail uh, the mission that you're on. And so for me, I knew that I was ready to receive that feedback and take that and come up with not just what they had told me, but at the same time, I also did a self-reflection process, which is what I talk about in my TEDx talk about the four quadrant strategy. So I did my own self-reflection process about where I was in my professional life. I asked outsiders, you know, I did the 360 approach and I got their ideas. And then I combined the two of them and I said, all right, where do we meet here in the center? You know, what's the common theme threaded throughout this bubble, this conversation And that's how I deciphered that career development, career coaching was the right avenue for me. But beyond that, from there, I had to then decide, okay, in what environment do I want to do career coaching? Because there's many different environments that you could go into to be a career coach, right? That could be higher education, that could be running your own business and and plenty of others. But that's where I landed um, after those conversations. So even though you had the courage to reach out to people, get the feedback, combine it with your own process of self-reflection and identify a path, still making a break from your, your profession as a tax accountant, which was, as you said earlier, stable, financially rewarding. It certainly was uh, something that was steady and consistent to support your lifestyle. So making the break to do something new and different, even though it fit who you are, 
still must have taken quite a leap of faith. A leap of faith and a lot of time. So as I mentioned before, I was in, I was in corporate America for 15 plus years. Right. And again, like I said, I think I stayed as long as I did because of some of the wonderful people that I got to work alongside. But when I, once I started having these feelings of, you know, these functionalities aren't fulfilling my professional needs, I had to think about if I'm going to leave corporate America, which like we said, had the job stability that I was looking for. I want to make certain, and I, there's never a hundred percent certainty, but I just want to make certain that I'm doing it for the right reasons and at the right time, right? I was supporting, you know, I have a family and so forth. So I was supporting financially on that end too. So I didn't want to feel like I was being selfish by just up and leaving a role to start a business where you might not make money or a profit for a couple of years. So what I did was I started having a lot of conversations while I was in my corporate America role. I had a lot of conversations with people in the career coaching space, right? So whether that was higher education, somebody that ran their own business or other places. And from there, what I gathered was, okay, I like this aspect of that. I don't like this aspect of that, right? And I started to piece together what would make the most sense from my, an ideal perspective for me for functionalities, putting aside salary and profit and so forth. So once I decided, okay, here's everything I would like, I wasn't just going to up and leave my job and just start something. So what did I do instead? Because I always played it safe as you know a younger professional. I reached out to people to volunteer my time in their space of career coaching. For example, there was an individual that I, uh, that was a part of my network and he was running a side business related to career development, specifically geared more towards college students. So I started helping him volunteer my time for almost two years. And I started to get a lay of the land and having a conversations through his company with their, his potential clients about, you know, their pain points, what they were looking for in career development conversations where they weren't, you know, meeting the mark. And that was helpful for me to, if you think about it, go through in a sense, an unpaid internship to figure out, is this really even what I want? Am I really going to up and leave this job security to explore this role? So it took a lot of time and understanding of what, if I do leave, what is this actually going to look like? How is this actually going to feel? And then from there, understanding the business side of things, how do you actually make a living off of being a business owner? So how long was it from start to finish between the time you decided you really wanted to make a a professional change and you were pretty clear on the kind of work that you wanted to do until you actually left your job and started your business formally. Yeah. So I had, I, I am a mother of two kids and I had my kids in 2012 and 2013. And after having my kids and having time on maternity leave to just kind of regroup in, in my life and so forth, that's when I started to think about what's going on in my life. Do I like where I am financially? Do I like where I am professionally? 
And that's when I initially started having those thoughts. And as my kids got older and I would read them stories and we would talk at night and I'd say, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it was, you know, eye opening because then they would, you know, return the question and say, well, what do you do at work? What did you want to be when you grew up? And just having those innocent questions come back at me uh, really made me start to think about uh, my next chapter in my life. So think about that from 2012, 2013 to about 2019, which is when I left corporate America. You know, that's roughly you know six to seven years of exploration, understanding, conversations, and then putting things into implementation. And looking back now that it's roughly four years later, looking back on how you made that transition, is there anything that you would have done differently? Because clearly you put a lot of thought and effort and planning into the transition, way more than many people, but is there anything that you would have done differently? I was, as you mentioned, I was, I was pretty methodical in, <laughs> in my approach. As far as what I would have done differently, I think when you first start out in a business, everybody tells you to follow like on social media or wherever else, the most successful people or follow the group of people. That's maybe the loudest on social media within your space, within your industry, and which was good advice. But one thing that I did that wasn't authentic to who I am, I started looking at their approach and saying, well, they're successful. They've done it right. This must be the only way to do it. And so I almost for a moment changed my authenticity as to how I was going to run my business. You know, I had this grand idea of how I was going to run it, but then I got into the space and I said, well, this is what all the experts are doing and my way slightly different. So maybe I shouldn't do it that way. So for a moment, I doubted my intentions and how, what I was going to bring to the business. So if anything, I would look back and I would, you know, tell myself, you know, do what's authentic to you because otherwise you're kind of just back in this stage of you're doing things, you're doing function performing functionalities that aren't what inspires you. And there's, if you're not inspired, then your clients certainly won't be inspired by you. Yeah. You really have to be true to your values. 100%, which is yeah. something that I teach in career coaching. <laughs> yeah. That's really important. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Like go into some of the details about being true to your values and what you teach. Sure. So depending on what your values are at any given time, it's not right or wrong. There's no right or wrong answer. So for when I work with clients, I will ask them this question. I'll say, you know, think of your future self, however many years out, think of your future self in the moment where you are just sitting there looking at life and saying, you know, wow, I've, I've made it. You know, I feel really good about the choices I've made and I am comfortable where I'm at and I'm proud of who I become. What does that scene look like? Whatever that scene looks like, right? That scene might look like you're running your business and you're living in, in a sunny state of Florida, right? <laughs> that scene might look like you're in New York City in a corner office, you know, on the 25th floor, or it might be completely different and, you know, something that you didn't even think about before. You might be sitting down with your family and actually enjoying your weekends uh, without having your cell phone attached to your hand to respond to emails. 
whatever that scene is, I work backwards from there with my clients to say, those are your current values, right? If that scene looks like you're with your family or that scene looks like you're in Florida on the beach, you know, responding to calls or, you know, working with clients there, then you like, you know, the the environment that you're in. If you're chasing the corporate dream of being in the corner office on the 25th floor, that's a part of your values. So we'll work through what's the scene in your life. And then from there, extract out the values. And then when we start to talk about, okay, now let's think today, what jobs did you recently apply for and how do those connect to those values or do they not? And and maybe that's a starting point to say, well, these don't really line up with getting you to that point. It's a stepping stone, right? Does it, that stepping stone, what you're, what you recently applied for those number of jobs, are those stepping stones getting you to that scene in your life that you can, again, look back and be proud of and excited to be there. Yeah, that is so sensible. Alicia, I wanted to ask you what advice you might have for somebody who doesn't have the luxury to be as planned as you were in your transition. You know, like somebody who might be further along in their career and there's something happens in their work situation where the the current work environment is untenable. They really feel pressured to make a move quickly and they... Getting another job in the same field is probably not the best solution for meeting their long-term goals or, which happens quite frequently, they get pushed out and they're in a place where they've got to get a business up and running much more quickly and, and make that transition from being an employee to being an entrepreneur without a lot of planning. What, what advice do you have about how to really be true to your authentic self, live your values understand who you are, what your strengths are, um, perhaps get some quick feedback from others like you did, but do it in a way that's much, a much quicker path. Yeah. So there's, there's two, actually two clients that I, two different clients that I worked with that I can share the stories without their names to give you an example of how you could do that quickly. One client of mine, he got laid off completely unexpected. It wasn't like a whole company layoff thing, completely unexpected, completely blindsided, had been at a company for 15 plus years and he was completely blindsided. And so he didn't have the luxury of, you know, waiting a few years. He was taking care of his family financially and so forth. So what we did working together was a quick exercise of writing everything down, right? Write down all of your accomplishments that you've had. And he was pretty good about keeping his annual performance evaluations. So he was able to pull a lot from there, writing those all down and then going through the process of ranking them. Did you enjoy what you were doing? Did you not enjoy what you were doing and so forth? And then if you think about like an Excel spreadsheet, filtering out only the ones, filtering out the ones that you really enjoy doing. And looking solely at those. And when you look solely at those, you say, okay, here's the specific accomplishments I've had. I've ranked them because I've enjoyed them. From there, think about what are the general themes among those, right? So maybe one of your accomplishments was, you know, I worked through, uh, you know, this excellent sales presentation and we ended up gaining this new client. It It was a big account, right? So maybe what you liked most about that was the public speaking right? Or the presentation skills. So that would be the more general theme. So if you take the specific accomplishments, 
write down what those general themes are. Let's say it's public speaking. Let's say it's presentation skills. Let's say it's uh, relationship building. If you look through all of those, you can then find, okay, what are the big ticket items I want to do? And it's those three things, public speaking, sales, and uh, relationship building. Okay. Then what we did was he started having, we set him up to have conversations with as many people in his network, whether he thought they were, it would relate to them or they could actually help. He just started having conversations to say, I recently got laid off from my role. Here's what I'm looking to do next. I want a role where I can do X, Y, and Z. And um, I'd like to say in the, this area, like location wise, and this is the level I'm at now for my role. And what happened was he was very specific about what he was looking for. So his network was better able to serve him when trying to help him out rather than just saying, Hey, I just got laid off. I need a new job. This was my old title. Can you help me? Right. But he got specific into saying, this is what I love to do. Here are the general themes and I'm interested um, in this location and so forth. And what happened from there is through multiple conversations, he was then referred to different people and through different people, he ended up scoring two different interviews in a very short period of time. And in those two interviews, one was a solid no, but like as soon as he went in and they started talking, it didn't even make sense. And the other one was a good fit and they were going to offer him the position. The one that was a solid no, which is the kicker here, the one that was a solid no, one of the panel interviewers said, you know, I recognize that you weren't the right fit for this role, but I want you to talk to my colleague because I think you would be amazing fit for this other role that we have coming down. So that's what he did. And he ended up accepting this other role. So he interviewed for two. He didn't take either of those, but he ended up getting another opportunity uh, just because he was able to passionately and clearly articulate what he wanted next. So that's one example and then the other example was I was working with a client. She was in an, a space that was toxic. And through that toxicity, she's like, I need to get out of here. And I want to go to this other industry in this specific role. But after we talked about her values and about the functionality she was sincerely interested in, and this took some time, but to make the story go a little bit quicker, she realized that wasn't the exact role she wanted. After we talked about it, she realized that she wanted to do other functionalities that were parallel to that. So after she discovered that, then we started connecting with various people on her LinkedIn network, um, and she was able to obtain a couple of interviews and then a full-time role from there. But sometimes if you're in a toxic work environment and you think, I need to get out of here and I don't want these functionality, I, I want to do these other functionalities because it's more of a rush decision. If you just take a moment to step back and say, I get it, it's toxic, I need to leave. But let me take a step back. Uh, these future functionalities that I'm going after because I want to leave this place so bad or because I actually want to do those and then move forward from there. And the, the, the last thing I want to say is that I understand that not everybody has the luxury just to, you know, quit a job, take some time off, think about what they want. Sometimes individuals need to just get paid and they need to have a job. And sometimes that's the answer, have a job, get paid, and then be able to, you know, take some time during your free time to discover that career clarity for yourself. It just depends on the financial situation of every individual. And 
Either way, it's right for you. Yeah, well said. And one of the things that I heard as a theme in your stories and what we discussed earlier is the power of relationships in helping you work toward your goals. I wondered what your experience might be or your advice about connecting with community as part of the process. So I am a solopreneur. My business, Mindful Career Path, uh, it's it's me as the CEO, as the janitor, as the marketer. <laughs> it's a little bit of everything. But what I have realized and how the only way I can be successful is not solely on me. I have built a community. Think of it as my own board of directors. I have built my own board of directors to bounce ideas off of, ask questions, have partnering relationships with to make the work that I do successful for my clients. So as an example, I've written a children's book and I just finished my first draft of a career development book for adults. And I work with a writer. I work with an editor uh, to help me through this process. And I'm able to bounce questions off of her when I need the help while writing the book. Uh, I also work with a video or a tech person that helps with my videos for my digital career development course and not just work as in it's just a transaction. And then we part ways. It's an ongoing relationship where I know they're the experts and I love to hear their ideas because I know that I'm not an expert in all things. So I build an authentic professional relationship with these individuals. And I feel like I thrive best when I can hold these strategy sessions with these individuals. Yes, I'm paying them to do work you know, for my company, but beyond the pay, it's an authentic working relationship. And, and that's the community that I have built around me. And that, and it goes even beyond that. So other career coaches in the space, in this space that are also entrepreneurs, you know, having, I have quarterly meetings with many individuals just to see how things are going, see where I can add value, see if they can add value for, for my own clients, see if we can partner together. And that's how I think I've become, you know, the success I have with my clients. And I'm in my fourth year now of mindful career path. And I haven't looked back once to my corporate America days, although I'm grateful for them for getting me to where I was. I haven't looked back longingly to say, I want to go back into that position. Well, Alicia, I just want to congratulate you on what you've built in your own business and also the success that you've had helping clients go through what can be very challenging and sometimes traumatic transitions. So congratulations on, uh, on your success. And if somebody wants to go deeper with anything that you shared, um, access any resources you have or get in touch with you, where would be the best place for them to go? If you go to mindfulcareerpath.com, it has all the information you would need in addition to getting in contact with me. And I would be happy to have conversations with anybody who's in that state of, I don't know why I'm in this career, but I suddenly woke up and I'm here now. And I want, you know, a, somebody just to listen, because sometimes just having somebody listen to what's going on uh, can be helpful in itself. 
it can be usually helpful. So I want to thank you so much, Alicia, for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau and sharing your own story about your journey and the kind of work that you do. Um, it's quite remarkable. My guest has been the founder and CEO of Mindful Career Path, Alicia Ramsdell. Thank you, Alicia, for joining us. Thank you, David. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. On today's episode with Alicia Ramsdale, we learned how you can do what is authentic to you and live your values. How do you feel about where your business is today? Most of us do our best work in collaborative, supportive environments. Come explore ours. The Smashing the Plateau community can help you build your business through engaging discussions, live events, a private communication platform, accountability partners, and lots more. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com. I'm David Schreiner-Khan. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.